Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The No with me, Nikki Spo. I'm so glad you're here. Today we are hearing from Sammy Handler, owner of Kicks by Sammy, a fully customizable art and accessories business. She started her business at 18 and now at 26, she continues to have a thriving business with a loyal following. I think she is a huge inspiration. I remember being 18 with big entrepreneurial dreams, but feeling paralyzed by fear. Sammy's go-getter, make-it-happen attitude is so refreshing, and her journey inspires me to continue to dream big and step into action. So let's dive right in. Sammy Handler, I am so grateful that our paths crossed. I love your vibe. I love your entrepreneurial spirit. I love your go-getter attitude. And so now you have what is a fully customizable art and accessories business, which began as a sneaker painting side hustle in college. And in a relatively short period of time, you've been able to partner with some impressive corporate brands and influencers. I think your journey is really inspiring. And to be totally honest, I am very interested in how at 26 years old, you are already running your own successful and sustainable business. So thanks for taking the time to be on the show today. I'm really excited about this. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so Happy to be here and talk with you. Okay, so take me back to your days at the University of Maryland. What did you study and how did you get the idea to start painting Keds? Yeah, so actually I went into college not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. I'd always loved art as like a little side passion, but never really thought of it as a career. So when I got to school, I decided to start as a psychology major, which was something I was really familiar with in high school and loved. And then as the journey kind of continued, I added the business minor uh, to my studies. And that's kind of when it fully like launched the idea of actually being able to own a business and be a female entrepreneur as my full-time career. But how did you get into, so wait a second, how did you get into psychology? Like that started in high school? Yeah. So I actually just like took an AP psychology class and I found it so interesting. I was really good at it. So it's like, okay, like going to college, I was totally blindsided on like a career, what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, this is something I was interested in. I love how the mind works, reading people. So that's what I decided to originally go into, which honestly has helped with business in the end, but it was totally like what I thought I was into at the time. But isn't that crazy? Like, like we graduate from high school and then we were applying to colleges and you're like, oh, they're like pick something. You're like, what do you want? What do you want to do with your whole life? You're like, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Or you think, you know, but it really like you grow so much in those four short years. Yeah. And everyone always jokes because they assume I studied art or went to an art college and I was like, no, I'm fully self-taught. So it just shows that you can teach yourself any skill, even if you don't study that in college, which people find really interesting. So that's kind of part of my whole journey. Just teaching myself doing a few electives in college and art, but nothing serious and just watching YouTube and having a friend teach me certain skills and just keep practicing and starting to figure it out. Did you draw as a kid? Yeah. So my mom always jokes that I always had a little journal next to my bed with like doodles and it was like a way to relax myself. And in class, I like would get in trouble for like being distracted and like drawing. (laughs) And in high school, I took AP art, but- you did. Yeah, I did. I took it was only one class all of um, high school. I never did it as like um, an after school activity or anything. It was just something I always did for myself. And I always told my mom, I was like, I didn't want to go to college for art because I really hated when 
the teachers would grade me or tell me if something wasn't good or if they didn't like it, which was just because I was like, oh, I like to do it for fun and like it relaxed me. I don't need someone like criticizing it. So like looking back, it's funny. And I finally realized I was like, it's okay if someone criticizes it and like helps me boost my skills. So I kind of learned that as I got older. But in hindsight, like objectively, were you good back then? Were you like, were you like good uh, at people drawing? told me I was, yeah, yeah, people told me I was good, but it was something I didn't recognize like for myself because I was, I was a really big athlete actually in high school. So that was kind of what I was like, quote unquote, known for. Like, what did you do? I was a big soccer player, track. Um, I mean, I played like tennis on the side, but soccer and track were the main sports. So people really focused on that, like friends and family, but the art was kind of like the hidden talent. <laughs> did you ever consider doing sports in college? I did when I was like a sophomore in high school and I realized I would only be able to go to like a small school, which wasn't for me. I actually grew up in a really small town. I had a hundred mm. kids in my grade. Wait, so wait, I really wait. What? A hundred kids yeah, in my grade? To, I went to public school too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really so that, okay. So that is a small, small town. Really I don't know if I told small, you, yeah. my, my graduating class in high school had like a thousand kids. Like the school had yeah. 4,000 kids. It was, it was crazy. crazy. Huge. There's a few, I'm from Westchester, New York. So there are a few towns that are like that, but mine happens to be really tiny. There's like, I basically could name almost everyone in the high school, like in the four years I was there. So I really want something different, like having more experiences, having more opportunities. So that's why I really, I knew I wanted like either like a big 10 school, like, or a big rah-rah school, a lot of different types of people in a big environment. So that was always what I had in my mind. And did you get that? Yeah, I went to University of Maryland. So love that. Thought it was so fun. That's kind of what also sparked the business. I was making shoes for a tailgate, which is like, I wanted some cool spirit wear. And at the time in 2013, there was really nothing on the market besides going to a bookstore um, for cool, like college apparel. So that's when I started painting on shoes, which I used to do in class. Like I would just doodle on my Converse. My mom would always come home and be like, you just ruined your shoes. But so I had that empty pair of blank pair of kids in my closet that summer going into college. And I was, so I started drawing Maryland logos all over them and people started freaking out. They never saw it before. They wanted a pair also. So isn't that wild? Like I, and I'm dating myself here, but it's like when I, when I was in college, um, it, it was like, like I wasn't watching YouTube videos on how to do something like it, maybe in college, but definitely not like in high school and middle oh, yeah. school. Like I wasn't watching YouTube how to's on anything like that. Didn't, that wasn't a resource at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what you can learn on YouTube now. Like I literally learned like so many things. Like I'm not a tech person and I have to like, I have to YouTube everything on how to do stuff with my computer because I never know what's going on, which is like, I'm trying to stay, you know, it's hard. Like as the technology evolves over time and like TikTok and everything, I'm like such an old lady. I'm like, TikTok, I got to get on TikTok. (laughs) I can't figure it out. Right. But there's a YouTube tutorial on everything. So I know I even feel like that. I'm like that in between age where I didn't, Tech, I didn't really grow up with Instagram. I got it like junior year of high school. So I didn't have it. I had Facebook, but it was really different. And then obviously I didn't grow up with TikTok. So it's kind of, I'm in that middle stage where I know how to use it all, but I'm not like the prime age that has had it like since they were in middle school or elementary wow. school even now. So like, I'm like that high school older. So I kind of was a little late in the game, which is interesting. You know, I give so much props to like all the people who are like all the business owners who whatever in their like late thirties, forties, fifties who are hanging and they're like doing the stuff like, and they're all up in the new tech. And I I just, I have so much respect for that because it's so hard to keep track of for me. And I'm like, I can, well, 
I'm a hybrid, right? I like on one hand, I'm not tech savvy, but like I get some of the things. So when you were painting um, in college, did you think that this could be a legit, a legitimate business? Like at the time you're like doodling, was it like for favors? Like you're just. No, I actually started. So when that summer going to college, when I started getting really good feedback on Instagram, which is where I first posted them first, it was like friends and family. And like for a few of the best friends, I did them as like a favor, like a going to college gift. So I made them shoes. And then it kind of started to like slowly spread from there like that by the end of the summer to like friends of friends and like family friends. And my mom was like, my mom was like to me, you probably could charge a little money for this. Like this is taking a lot of time. Have them give you the shoe and then you'll charge a little. Like I was like 50 bucks at the time or something or like yeah. 60. And I was like, sure. I was like, cool. Like I wasn't working that summer. Um, I was kind of like preparing for college. And I was like, oh, great. This would be a good little side hustle. So I started taking some orders and when I got to college, it just started spreading even more because I wore them and other people wore them and they were like, where did you get this made? Is there a company? Like I want to get a pair also. So I slowly made an Instagram account for it, like a really low profile website, which is so funny to look back on. It was so bad, but it's just a place for someone to submit an order. Um, and slowly but surely I started getting orders from like all over the United States. Um, people were sending in and as it got a little bigger, I started obviously charging more. Like I looked at how much time it took. So it was a really time consuming thing. I was painting every pair of shoes. So it took a couple hours. So as the orders came in, that's when I kind of realized this could be like a full-time business. But as I hit junior, I realized it wasn't like that scalable. So that's when I started pivoting towards like all the customized accessories that could be mass produced with my artwork. So now it's all like accessories. So I didn't want to do clothing, which a lot of people were doing just because of sizing. I want to be kind of all inclusive and not have to worry about stock, which is like the main thing because I still like the personalized aspect. So now you can go on my website, you can pick a product. We have like blankets, towels, towel wraps, pillows, all those type of backpacks, those type of accessories. And then you can pick one of my hand-drawn designs. Now they're like different templates. Like I have things variety of like different ages. So from like, baby to adult and then you can personalize with any name initial a phrase you want and it gets printed on that product for you do you feel like your your experience and your education in business your minor like your minor in business do you feel like that helped you yeah i mean a lot like before that i knew nothing about business even like the small stuff like the accounting side or right. the marketing social media so that really helped and throughout like all of those business classes we had to I had a business, but we had to also like start one for like school projects and like actually go around and like pitch them and all that stuff. So that kind of also helped. And also with like the public speaking, I always was terrified to public speak. <laughs> I still am, but yeah, that's like my one big anxiety. That's like crazy. It's just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm 34 and I just started a business and I'm like, there's so much I don't know. Like I, I didn't study business. I studied art, right? Like, so we're like the yeah, opposite, opposite, right? I, I yeah. studied art and I'm like starting, you know, I'm here starting this business and I'm kind of like, wow, oof. I'm trying to figure everything out on my own, you know, like, and I'm reading the books, like the, you know, you like this is how to start a business for dummies yeah. is like, it's one-on-one right here. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see like how how to put it all into action and the trial and error part of it and what will work and what doesn't work. Yeah, and I feel like it's just all I always tell people it's like kind of like a journey because there's a million I don't know I mean half the time I don't know what I'm doing I just kind of go with it, um, but it's all like a learning process on the way and you kind of start to figure things out. 
So how did you get to a point where you're like, okay, I need to get this software to be able to take these orders and make it customizable where people can actually like have a say in what designs go on there? Like, how did you create that platform? So it's not as high tech as I'd want it to be. I want it to eventually be like, you can drag and drop and kind of see it. So right now you just kind of see like the design and what the product looks like. Um, but eventually I do want to have it to be more high tech where you actually can see with your name on it. So right now you can't see with your name on it. You see with another name on it. Um, but that's definitely like what I want to do in the future. But I kind of just realized that I can't keep drawing things over and over again. That is so time consuming. It's, I didn't want to be like, quote unquote, like a starving artist and having to continuously do that. So I needed something that could be still feel like it was personalized, but also be a bit more mass produced where I didn't have to hand draw one by one. So this was kind of like that in-between option where people still love the name, love the idea of like personalizing something, adding a name or initial, and then kind of being able to choose from a variety of different design templates that I had that fit their style. And I always add new ones in per season and different collections. Like I do a holiday collection. I do different baby and kids collections um, tweens, adults. So there's always like a variety of everything for someone. I love that you said, I didn't want to be a starving artist. Like, I think that there's a lot of, like we romanticize the idea of the starving artist, right? Yeah. We're so dedicated to our art and our craft that we're willing to sacrifice and be martyrs for the sake of it. Um, I love it when people own that they want to make money. Yeah. I want to like combine the two things that people always were like, how are we going to make money on the artist side? So like that was always a comment. So I wanted to like try to figure out a way to monetize it so that it actually could grow and be sustainable. Well, I think there's also like a lot of shame wrapped up in in how women feel about money, right? Right. Yeah. Like how we're taught to, to, I don't know, like how women historically are brought up, right? We're the nurturers and we're the carers and all these things. Um, and I think that there's a lot of shame wrapped up when women are like, yeah, I want to be a baller. Like I want to be, I want to make a lot of money and I want to be successful and I want it, you know, to be, be like to more than provide, but bring me comfort. Right. And bring me the things that I want. I always say like, obviously owning a business is stressful, but it also like relaxes me because I love to keep busy. I just like always like to be doing something. I don't know why, but, um, so it also like is a little bit relaxing on the side as well. So I always feel like I'm doing something. Yeah, totally. And well, part of that, like that making money aspect and making it sustainable, right. And, and having recurring is, is having recurring clients, right. How do you build brand loyalty? Yeah. So that was like a big thing with like being kind of originally like a social media business that people, it's kind of how people began to find me. Um, and definitely word of mouth. So I want to make people kind of feel special uh, throughout social media because everyone loves to feel like Insta famous for even like a post. So like I want to build like a community where I interacted with them. So I'm big on social media where like I love to do like this and that or like get their opinions and building collections. So they always feel involved. And I always said like my brand is really based off of the customer because half of these collections were done because they told me they wanted something like I didn't originally think to get into the baby industry but I had so many parents young adults reach out to me they're like I love your art this could be so cool for the nursery for a blanket um and that's kind of how just expanded so people always want to be involved and kind of feel like they were um kind of building a product with me which is why a lot of people became loyal and also like love to watch the journey and a lot of people started following me when I was in college so they find it interesting to see how I have evolved, how the business, how the art has evolved, and 
I feel like a lot of people are just kind of like stuck at this point, which is cool. Well, ultimately you're in a service industry, right? You're listening to what your customers want, what your customers want. And you're saying, okay, I got you. Right. Especially with art and design. Cause I want to see what's not on the market with something that I can totally hand draw and create on my own. So if their kids are in something these days and I keep up the trends through them, cause a lot of times I don't know exactly what the kids are doing or what they're into. Like I, try to survey it, but I'm not them. So it's really interesting to hear from them and to get messages and uh, surveys and then also to like post their kids. They love it. Like people now send me photos like, please post my child or like, I want a feature. How did you come into these amazing partnerships that you have with musician Walter Parks, uh, the jeweler, Stephanie Gottlieb, who I love, um, Zio Skincare? A lot of times I just like reach out, I'll send a DM. Um, it's sometimes like just weird connections and like networking. So I mean, my first like big collaboration was with CBRE and I got connected through my uncle worked there and knew someone else. So he was like, I think this would work. Like you should pitch this to them. So I did. And they loved my artwork and it ended up being like five different murals in Miami and Chicago. Um, so that was like the first big and that's when people saw it and, like on a bigger scale, like, oh, this could be cool for different corporate collaborations and event planners started reaching out because they saw like my art now on a big scale. So I've done like dance floors. I've done a huge um, bar and bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s, weddings. And for like the smaller clients, like um, the different like pop-up events I would do, I would just try to find ways to like have an interactive like event at a corporate um, like retreat or a collaboration they were launching, just a way to add like personalized touches to their events. So it kind of just expands once someone sees it and then, word of mouth like I don't even half time I ask I'm like how did you hear of me and either they saw it on social media or someone who worked there happened to purchase something and it just got brought up in a meeting so it really all depends which I find interesting what has been your favorite project to work on so far the mural is definitely like the largest and like the coolest but I also just did this like popsicle launch with an artist called Betsy Enzenberger in um, LA and we actually just connected on Instagram. She commented on one of my posts and then I looked her up and I was like, this is so cool. And I, I like had this vision of doing a collab with her. So I reached out, I'm like, I saw you commented. I just came across your account. I think we could do some cool artwork together. And she was like, I totally agree. And we brainstormed this idea that she sculpts all these popsicles and then I could decorate all the popsicle sticks and hand paint them. And we sold out in like two minutes. It was amazing. Um, so we're hoping to do another like launch for like the holidays and do a few more in the future, but it was really cool. And I have one here and just seeing them in people's homes as like art decor is really cool. How important is like when it comes to social media, how important is engagement then? Because it sounds like a lot of your connections are coming from like how engaged you are with your platform. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm the one like answering all the messages. So I'm basically on there all the time and trying to find ways to just keep improving the following and just connecting with all the customers or fans like actually I connecting like yeah like actually I connect to, with them right like I try to answer I mean I get a lot sometimes so I can't answer all of them or I'll respond like quickly but or eventually but um I try definitely to answer as many messages as I can um, how important do you think that is for brands I think it's a lot because they, they feel like special and they feel like oh they actually care about me they're curious in what I'm thinking and even just like to hear like, Oh my God, I can't believe you answered like, right, stuff like, yeah. that. Like, like, which is like younger kids, which is cute. And they just feel special. And they'll tell your parents like, Oh, I want to get this. Like, you know, so 
and the fact that you answer, like they feel seen, right? Right. right. Like being that, exactly. Just being seen is valuable, is is important, right. and it makes people feel, you know, like a valued customer, a value. Even if they're like, it might convert them into a customer, right? Like maybe if they were on the fence, but the fact that you answered or responded, they're like, you know what, that was really kind. I'm, I actually believe in this this woman. Oh yeah, and a lot of people find it really interesting. Once I try to like do like a little intro about my story because obviously I get new followers a lot. So I try to explain the background behind, obviously, the name Kicks by Sammy, because a lot of people get confused at first. Because I started this with shoes, and that's why it's called that. Um, so I try to do a little explaining of that every few months, because it's really hard to rebrand as of now. I mean, eventually, maybe, but um, just kind of people call me like Kicks now, like which is just funny. So what kind of reaction do you get from people when they find out that you started this business at just 18 years old and now only eight years later at 26, you're still going strong and thriving? Oh, they think it's crazy. People like to find it so interesting. And it's like, I didn't even think about it. When I was 18, I didn't think of it as like a business though. So I really made an official business my end of my senior year of college when I was like deciding if I wanted to, I was interviewing. I was like, do I want to work for someone else? Do I, I didn't really know exactly. And then I was like, no, like I'm 100% going to be committed to this. And I pulled the trigger and made that decision at like the end of senior year. And I started to really like think of a business plan more and how it could actually be scalable. So that's kind of when I say it was like officially like a business full time in wasn't just a little side hustle. Have you ever experienced age shame? A little people probably would be probably more in college when I started like first like big projects, but it also did get me some projects because they thought it was really cool that I was young and doing this. So it definitely like had a little story behind artwork, which I think in the beginning was kind of my pitch. Uh, if I was doing something, I was like, people will relate to this. It's a younger audience, um, bringing different clientele in. I was like eye catching. So those are kind of what I worked off of. So age can be good and can be bad. Just really depends who you're working with and how you kind of pitch it to them. Totally. I mean, I so back in the day, I when I was in college, I tried to start a fashion a swimwear line, and I studied fashion design and art. And I remember feeling like I got a lot of age shame, and that was like such a huge deterrent for me. Like I was like, I can't do it. Like people, like I felt like at the time, everybody was telling me like, you're so young, like you really think this is sustainable for you, like you're not going to be able to do it. Like for well, maybe I was hanging out with the wrong people, right? But um, the point being is like, and that did stop me. Like I lived in fear you know, and I, I wish that I had had some older and old, when I say, old, I'm like, when I say older, I'm like women in their thirties and forties. And like now I'm that like, you're not old. <laughs> well, like now that I'm like, no, that's, that's definitely me. It's wild that like when I was in my twenties, I was like, oh yeah, 35 is old. And now I'm like, you know, and all my friends now we're all in our thirties and I have so many friends in their forties and fifties. And, and like now age is just, it's so nothing to me now, but it was something huge to me back in my twenties. And I felt really insecure about how young I was starting to try like trying to start a business. Um, and I really wish that I had more empowering women that were older than me, like regardless of how old they were, just older than me saying, you know, like you can do this, like being young, it doesn't matter. Like you can totally do this. I felt like that when I was younger, because I always tell people, I'm like, I didn't really see anyone that I could look up to in like a strong female role that was kind of doing similarly what I was doing. But I think what started to change that is social media. And I was able to see it more because I could, I didn't know where to go to see them. Like I didn't know to go to like speakers and stuff like that when I was younger, but I feel like social media has made it really accessible to a lot of younger 
kids to kind of follow different female entrepreneurs, people in fashion or in art or business, obviously, any and, and anything. It could be journalism, stuff like that. And they have a way to follow their journey more and interact with them. And I feel like we didn't have that before social media, which is kind of crazy. And that's why, like, now I even can follow people that I look up to and you even can message them and there's a chance they respond. It's like, I know people who are young now who are interacting with different influencers and are getting involved with them early and it's kind of launching their career at the same time. So there's just so many ways now that I think kids, social media is like good and bad, but they now have the opportunity that they can kind of be a little bit more entrepreneurial at a younger age. Well, earlier I was, th- I was thinking about this and I wanted to ask you about it. Like you sound like you're really close with your mom. Like yeah. how has that relationship inspired you? It, I mean, she helped me so much with all this. She wasn't, she's not in business at all. She was a teacher, but just by learning with me, I teach her social media. I've taught her like operations and just the behind the scenes stuff. So she's been like the best support. So. And she works with you now? Like on the side, I wouldn't say like full time or anything, but she helps me with like day to day things. Obviously if I ever need anything, she's like there, which is like so lucky and fortunate that she's supportive. And who have been some of your other mentors along the way? I always say this is like one thing I regret. Like I wish when I was kind of first starting this, I took it a little bit more seriously and actually like had a full on like mentor, which I'm still even looking for now, but there's just been people on the way that have just really been helpful. Just family friends that I've sat down with either that were in marketing or PR just to hear their side of view of starting a business. Um, I interned at Trez, which a lot of people know in New York and it's an athleisure with like the fun print. So I interned there and Zara was a huge mentor at the time. And still, obviously I can reach out to her. She kind of was like the first really female entrepreneur that I saw firsthand where I interned going into my senior year of high school, which is a really cool experience and just working the ins and out of the different um, parts of the industry, which is cool. Um, and then just like a bunch of other people that I would just meet with and connect with either like in licensing and I would dabble into different things to see where I want to take the business. So I just stay connected with all those different people just um, to keep exploring if when I want to, if I want to pivot the business and just understanding different aspects of how I could take um, my artwork. So that's always been interesting. I think about that all the time too. Like I don't feel like I had, well, that's not true. I had mentors in certain pockets of my life, but like, you know, I, I think about a teacher once that I had that was, she was really inspiring to me, but like, I remember in my early twenties, really wishing I had a strong female mentor in my life that I could really bounce ideas off of. But I also wanted to ask you, um, especially if we have any young listeners um, tuning in or moms of like high schoolers, how important are those internships that you get? I think they're really important. Obviously, like, I don't think it's the end all because a lot of times you can, you don't have to, I think, so there's two things. I think for me, it was really good since I didn't have a corporate career after college, which I think there's a good and bad thing to immediately going, starting your own business. I think I definitely could have learned a lot more at first working at a big company, just kind of see more of the ins and outs of how to run a larger business. Cause that's something I'm now exploring my own. Cause I've never even managing people or working on a team in those aspects. Those are really great skills to learn at a big company. Um, but then I was lucky since I had those internships, um, which helps me, work with the team then. And when I was younger and kind of that's what helped launch the entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, so I think it could be positive, negative. I think also a lot of people are 
trying to launch businesses now younger. And I think that is a great, a great time to do it since you have no financial obligations. Typically you have a little more leeway, you have no one to take care of, but yourself. Um, so that's a good time to start. If there is something you're interested in or you want to dabble in or explore. And then even, I think internships are a good way just to kind of get your foot in the door in different industries. So every summer I kind of did something a little different just to get a taste of what I was interested in. Cause at that time you don't really know. So in college, it's a great time to kind of dabble in different things. I did one internship more in graphic design. I did one more in fashion. I had another at a PR company. So it's very different, but it kind of all taught me what I either loved or what I hated. Well, that's like totally part of it, like finding out what you don't like. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I say also even doing like side hustles with like hobbies and you could see if you're into that as a full-time career or a passion, because I don't think a passion and a career have to totally mix. Because I think you, yeah, I think you can do, like, not every passion is a career, which I tell people. So if you're so passionate something, but you don't really see that as the money income, you can still do it and be so happy with it and do that on your spare time because your nine to five doesn't have to be your whole life. But at some point, you sometimes do need an income. So there's a good balance between if something is realistic, but also semi like feasible. Do you feel like your college years were competitive? Um, Were there other people trying to do what you were doing? At the time, I didn't really know that many people doing what I was doing. I think maybe I know like two or three other people. Um, I take as a compliment now, obviously, people saw the shoes and so many people have now like shoe accounts and started doing that. But I don't see really someone doing like to the level of what I'm doing, like kind of doing the artwork on all the products with my style. And what has been your biggest struggle? I would definitely say just like kind of figuring out the journey on my own, like working alone is really hard and kind of putting a hand in everything is just very overwhelming because you can't be good at everything. But at a point you kind of hit that where you need to start hiring, but you also have to think of like the finances. So I'm kind of at that plateau where you have to kind of start speeding up things and kind of move to that next step, um, which has kind of been a really big struggle right now because it's kind of trying to find that good balance of investing into the company, but also being able to live and, but keep the business expanding. What does the next step look like? Like you're, it sounds like you're there. Right. Getting there. I hired someone obviously to work um, PR and marketing, but I would love someone to do more of like the operations and brand partnerships and getting me all those bigger deals, corporate projects for that I actually think could be really sustainable for the business and get the artwork really out there. Well, it sounds like it full, comes full circle. Also, like we were just talking about um, how your internships with larger corporations, you're learning how to work with a team, right? And team building skills. And so it sounds like you're at that next, um, you know, fork in the road for your, your own business where you are going to start bringing on more people onto your team and you're going to have to manage all of that. Oh yeah. Even that's from having your own yeah. thing. Even from having interns, like I've had them for the last three summers, it's a really different skill to manage other people than to just manage yourself, which is crazy, um, which it's really hard, actually, which some, I, I struggled with in the beginning. But you really have to when you have your business, it's like your baby and you want to do everything yourself, but you have to be willing to let someone else take charge on something and trust them and hopefully guide them in the right direction where they do things to your standard or quality. So I have to just put trust in other people. So what message do you have for young people who have big entrepreneurial dreams? Just go for it, especially when you're young. I think it's a great time. Um, As I said before, you don't have a financial obligation to anyone but yourself. And when else are you going to have that time to really 
explore yourself and figure out what you love. So obviously just do it. And if you don't know where to start, start anywhere. Like I had no plan in mind, but if you have an idea or a vision, do something to get it going. A lot of people like harp on like just an idea and never actually bring it to life. And they're always like, I don't know what to do or they overthink it. And at some point you just have to kind of like kick your shoes off and just do it. Like you can't keep holding it back. And there's never people are like, it's not the right time. There's never really a right time. Well, how much of it do you think is fear? Oh, a lot of it's fear. A lot of people don't want to fail, which I spoken about before. I think our society kind of puts a negative on failure, but I think it's really important to fail because a lot of my friends who are always perfect in high school, they have a lot of anxiety now kind of risking things and going outside their comfort zone because they were always that A student. I was not an A student, so (laughs) I didn't have a problem with that, but they were so terrified to get like a B plus or a B, whatever. And I was just like, you have to sometimes fail to then realize what you're missing or what you're messing up on to improve yourself and if you're always perfect and when you crash at one point you're not going to know how to bounce back from that no matter what it, what you're doing it can be on a smaller scale or a larger scale so you have to learn to deal with it and to bounce back from it especially in entrepreneur entrepreneurship because there, i mean if you don't fail then you're not like really taking any risks or doing anything really so you have to know how it can't bring you down it's not the end all and you have to kind of really look what's the positive of the situation how can i turn it around to um, create something even better. But I always say, as long as you're working hard, you're going to learn. That's honestly the better skill than getting straight A's in school. Well, Sammy, I must say that I'm completely impressed by your wisdom, you know, and I'm, I'm a huge supporter of you and I wish you the best of luck. And I'm so grateful to have had the chance to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a good conversation and great meeting you. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Mm -hmm.